friends, and welcome to the Experience Our Industry podcast. I am super excited to be here today with uh, a member of the reigning uh, NBA champion, Golden State Warriors, uh, Bryce Oberhauser Lim. <laughs> How are you, Bryce? Uh, doing great, Dr. Greenwood. Thanks for having me on here again. Yeah, it's super exciting to have you, and um, and obviously I'm playing up that uh that Golden State uh element. <laughs> uh, you know, Bryce's um uh, was was not raining threes um this past year to help uh the Warriors, but he was um making tickets rain, right? And uh and uh, he's currently serving as an account executive um for the Golden State Warriors, and you know one of the very very cool things, and we talk about this. Bryce, you, you remember me talking about this in, in um, sport classes that is that when you work for a professional sport franchise and they do well, you do well, right? You get a you get a ring just like them. You revel in the exactly. excitement and and, you know, people go their entire careers working in professional sports and never win a championship, just like players go their entire careers. Right. And and right. don't win a championship. And so. Bryce in, in just his second year working for the club, uh, uh, got, got a ring and I, I got to see, got to live vicariously through him. <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll talk about, we'll talk about all those aspects. Um, but Bryce is, is like I said, a 2020, uh, gra- uh graduated in 2020 from, um, from the program and, um, so let's go back a little bit before we get to the excitement of this past year. Bryce, where are you from? Remind me. Uh, so I'm originally from uh, from the Bay Area. So I'm a local Warriors fan uh, from San Ramon, California. Yeah, I, I, obviously I knew uh, Bay Area, but I, uh, right. <laughs> I wasn't sure the exact town. So San Ramon. Tell me about San Ramon. What's San Ramon, Ramon like? Uh, San Ramon was uh, kind of your typical Bay Area suburb. Um uh, you know, we were about an hour outside of San Francisco. Um, so it's a nice, nice area to grow up in. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of parks, a lot of sports going on as a kid. Um, had right. a, had a basketball hoop outside my, my house growing up where my, my neighbors and I would play at. So it was, it was a nice, nice childhood, um, spot Love to be it. in. Love it. What about your folks? What do you, what do your folks do? Um, so my dad is in banking and has been, uh, okay. my entire life and his, his entire, um, professional life, um, specifically working in, uh, data governance, um, at, okay. at a bank. Okay. And my mom, uh, is a school psychologist and she specifically tests, uh, preschoolers for, um, autism, Asperger's and, uh, just everything on the, on the spectrum. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. I have a, a really good friend who's a school psychologist. So I, I know about, I know about that. And, and, you know, you, you essentially followed your dad, right? You're, you're working at the bank, uh, Chase center, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. I love it. What about siblings? Do you have any siblings? Yeah. So I have a, I have an older sister. She is 27 and she actually just, okay. we, we just had her, uh, wedding in the uh, beginning of June, which was really fun. Right. Um, Shout out sis. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a blast. And, um, she is in residency, uh, right now for emergency medicine. So oh, she wow. is, she is kicking butt. Right on. Yes, she is. Uh, that is so awesome. Very cool to hear. Um, so what were you like growing up? You said a little bit about the basketball hoop. And obviously, I know that you grew up a Bay Area sports fan. Um, I remember, 
you know, I remember you uh, coming to class with Golden State gear on and and, um, and whatnot. And um, uh, so, so tell us what uh, young Bryce was like growing up. Um, yeah, so growing up, um, kind of to to your point, I I grew up a big uh, just Bay Area sports fan. My dad grew up in in San Francisco um, and instilled that in me. Um, and just you know, more more about myself, I was always a very uh, just kind of extroverted kid. Mm-hmm. I remember my mom would would take me on walks with our dog growing up, leave me outside the Starbucks while she went in to get her coffee and come back and find me chatting with the with some random strangers I, I met. I think I was telling them about like my Halloween costume or something like that. I love it. Uh, <laughs> well, I got the visual when you when you said that with the dog. When you said with the dog, I got the visual of you like tied to a chair. Yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Basically, that's exactly right. what it was. <laughs> that's hilarious. So, uh, so tell me about you know uh, your your formative years when you're you're you know you're heading towards um, towards co- uh, college. Um, and, and starting to think along those lines, um, did you did you always kind of know you wanted to work in sports? Um, when did that kind of realization that you could work in sports? When did that when did that happen? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I started really trying to hone in on career paths, um, like sophomore, junior year of, of high school, kind of when when typically people will will do that. Um, and it wasn't until um, later in my junior year of high school that I realized that working in sports was, uh, an actual thing you could do. Um, I didn't really realize, you know, kind of in the back of my head, I knew, but didn't really, uh, think about, you know, all the behind the scenes, uh, work that went into putting on each and every game and just what these organizations actually had going on behind them, behind all the players and what you actually see on the court. Um, so originally my, uh, my idea was working still with people and doing stuff like in the entertainment, but more kind of in the hospitality and like hotel space for, mm-hmm. for, a, for a little bit, which mm-hmm. our major coincidentally coincides with both. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and then shortly after when I realized I could do sports, um, that's kind of where my, my focus, uh, you know, kind of changed. And, and then I kind of started to look into majors and, and career paths in, in that field. Right. I love it. And, um, y- you know, uh, I-, I think everyone has a story of like figuring that out. You know, I mean, I remember telling people my story, my, my best friend, um, I, w- I was kind of confided in him that I-, I just really didn't know what I wanted to do. And I was, this was post-college, you know, uh, with a psychology degree in hand. And, and I remember he told me that, uh, that you could get a master's degree in sport management and I remember like pushing him like Elaine Bennis, you know, like shut up, Jerry, you know, like as she used to do on Seinfeld. And I, right. I did that. I did that to him. I was like, shut up. You, you, they do not. And he was like, yeah, they definitely do. And I was like, that realization for me, like uh, just completely changed my path. So let's talk about that path to Cal Poly, right? Everyone has their unique story about how either a they heard about Cal Poly or b the the story behind um getting getting to Cal Poly um what's what's your connection and what's your story like yeah so the first um first time i heard about Cal Poly was uh, i want to say my sophomore year of high school one of my classes this one girl that i knew who was 
I forgot what class. I think she was actually the TA of one of my classes and she was brilliant and she was going to Cal Poly. I was like, oh, wow, that's a good, that must be a really good school. If she's going there. And so I started looking into it more. Uh, and I, know, I remember my sister actually is, is one of the people that, you know, kind of encouraged me to apply there. Uh, and when I was looking into schools, I was, you know, wanting to stay in, in California, wanting to go to, you know, a UC or, or a Cal State um, and wanting, wanting to find um, an area that I liked in a program that had, had sport management. Um, and so I applied to, I ended up only applying to uh, three schools. Uh, Cal State Long Beach, uh, San Diego State, and Cal Poly. Yeah. Uh, uh, luckily enough, I was uh, fortunate enough to get into all three. Um, but when I came and, and did some tours, um, really enjoyed the other two as well, just uh-huh. looking around at the campuses. But um, I came to Cal Poly and it was absolutely pouring down rain. I think yeah. that the day yeah. I came in like April of 20, 2015 or whenever it was, 2016, yeah. uh, but still loved it um, and was like, yeah, like, I'm going to, I'm going to go to the school. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. I love it. So uh, let's talk a little bit about your time at, at Cal Poly. Um, you were one of those um, typical podcast uh, guests that I, that I have. You were, uh, you were super involved with so many different things um, from, you know, Cal Poly athletics to Poly escapes to, um, you know, you worked with, with helmets for helmets um, as an internship. Um, And and then of course um, did a research project uh, with me and, and, um, and uh, Dr. Stephanie Maurice and, and shout out to, to Ari and uh, our, our great team, our research team that we had with that, but, um, and, and week of welcome and all kinds of different things. Right. And so without making you go through all of those things, um, two part question, can you pick out like something professional development wise that really you feel like um, propelled you towards your current career? Right. And be like one of those uh, lasting, enduring memories that you have of your time here in San Luis Obispo. Sure. Um, to answer your first question, I think the I'll, it's kind of a you know two things that I feel like were were most right. impactful for me, um, and they're both the I would say the on campus jobs, um, both Polyscapes and the uh, Cal Poly Marketing um, Athletic Marketing Internship. Um, both of those I started and finished my like i started my freshman year or got at least got the job my freshman year and then ended it you know when i left um so i did it throughout my entirety of of cal poly essentially um which i think was really big um for that reason as well just kind of having an understanding of the business um for for polyscapes and for the athletic department for an elongated period of time right Um, i think that definitely helped me um kind of grow and see just how um, the business worked and not just in a short, like here's a three month little, you know, quick introduction to it, but a longer term, um, deeper understanding of it. Right. Um, so right. I think that, that was really important for me to, to then kind of see in a professional setting, like if I'm going to, you know, work at this, in this field and work in any industry, doing it for, for a longer term, yeah. um, and trying to see like the, the overall growth, both for the business and for myself, um, and what, um, I can get out of it, out of it, and what I can contribute to it. Right. Uh, 
And so I, I think that, well, I hate yeah. to interrupt. I just no, want to insert here because I, I just love that. Like, um, you know, a, a couple of podcasts ago, um, uh, once yours airs there, the, this podcast will have been up for, for, for three weeks. I, I talked to Sarah Sindel, who is currently, mm, yeah, the, yeah. uh, she's currently the coordinator for poly escapes. Um, she just got hired and, um, oh, really? yeah, Sarah, oh, that's do, awesome. do you know, do you know Sarah? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome, and uh, and um, and so uh, I was thinking you guys might have overlapped. Uh, yeah, I did some class with her and Dr. G. Yeah, 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 and um, and and we just we talked about that that student development aspect and how important it is, and and um, and and how they embrace it with ASI, and then also I know you're about to talk about Cal Poly athletics, the, the same thing, you know, Cal Poly um, athletics is um. Uh, is not a UCLA, is not a, a University of Texas where interns are doing, you know, only menial things, right? Because right. there's thousands and thousands of people working for these big athletic departments. Right. Interns with the Cal Poly Athletics do things that are really meaningful and, and there's a growth aspect to them. And so I'm um, sorry to interrupt there, but but yeah, <laughs> you're good. Go ahead. No, I, I, I think you're right. I think the the development that you can get at Cal Poly, because like in the athletic department, and even at Poly Escapes, because it is a, just an overall smaller program and smaller school is very beneficial for the students. Uh, because like, like to your credit at the athletic department, um, you know, there's, there's always going to be kind of, you know, smaller tasks and smaller things in, in any job and in any internship. Um, but at the end of the day, what we were doing, we were, it was kind of directly working towards bigger events and bigger things that we were going to be doing. Right. Um, and it was cool to see that because um, it's very relevant to, you know, working with a, you know, professional NBA team. Now, like we got to set up, you know, our, you know, ticket information kiosk. We got to have all these things ready for it, have these giveaways for, for our clients, right. um, have these, you know, pamphlets or whatever it may be was exactly the same thing that we were doing with Cal Poly um, athletics. You know, we had our, you know, Stang Gang and uh, right. uh, Mustang Kids Club. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was um, going to say, yeah, the Kids yeah. Club when I come in. Yeah, because yeah, like, hey, your, kids, your kids are part of the Kids Club, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, so we, we would have those, and, you know, we would be, you know, putting on those those events and, and hosting those, uh, you know, kind of marketing events throughout throughout the games and you know before the games um so there was a lot of direct impact and we were we were planning all that too which was really um really good experience yeah i love it i love good it. development yeah i love it now what about that uh that other i, I probably should stop asking this as a two-part question because they're so they're 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 not they're not really that similar at all like um you know we we all or, or most of us um i should say most people look back fondly at their at their college years right because they're you know they're they're formative years they're they're special years in your life and um and uh you know i i ask this question to everybody and then i i think about how i would answer it myself and i'm like i don't think i could pick out one moment um, but uh but but what what are enduring memories that you have um for your from your four years here um oh god it is to your point, it is hard to choose. Uh, I, I think one that will always stick out to me was uh, was leading student orientation. Honestly, I, I love doing that. Uh, you know, part of our, our Wow Leaders program. Um, I did that with with some friends of mine, and you know, was uh, co's with a with a good friend of mine from home. Actually, who's you know I've known 
literally my entire life. Um, so it was really fun doing it with her. Um, and then through that, um, actually, you know, when I was a second year, I was doing it for first years. Um, and I actually ended up staying very close friends with, uh, with like four or five of the, the students I led in that program. Uh, and just the overall experience I had with them at that point and that the other groups and, um, kind of just, you know, being that, uh, point of contact, uh, and, mm mentor if you will for for those students was really enjoyable for me mm-hmm. uh, and a, and a fun experience and it was something that wasn't just for that week but was lasting throughout throughout my my years there um so that that was definitely one of the most uh memorable and meaningful experiences i had at cal poly i love it you know i i, I every university has something similar to wow um and 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 i remember when i when i did i did mine um, but I, I just don't think very many, um, if any can compare to, to our, to our wow. I mean, it's yeah. just like, I mean, I've, I've just heard from so many, um, students, whether, um, whether they're on the leader side or whether they're on, you know, they're when, when they actually went through and, and just talking about how meaningful it was. And I, and I think it's, it kind of speaks to what we're doing, right. With ex- experience industry management, it's not just an, another orientation. It right. really, it really is an experience and it's a bond that you create with um with uh with each other through that experience and so uh that's really cool to to hear you hear you say that so now let's uh let's get into what everybody is uh what everybody clicked uh the link for uh you know uh you're the you're you're probably going to be one of the hot podcasts here bryce uh, <laughs> and um and um in that you are a the reigning in working for the reigning nba champion so let's tell the story um, obviously you are part of that 2020 class graduating class that, um, you know, it was a really, obviously a really tough time, um, here at Cal Poly, um, here in California and across the world with the, the global pandemic. And, um, yeah, just love for you to tell your story about getting the internship when you got it. And then, um, what has transpired since then? Yeah, absolutely. So. Um, towards, you know, the, like right before my final quarter at Cal Poly, right before winter quarter of 2020 is when, um, you know, I was applying and, uh, doing interviews for, for my, for my job at, with the Warriors. And, uh, you know, when I actually, the, the original job I applied for was actually hiring in January, 2020 and winter quarter didn't end until March. Um, and it was actually a very, very typical you know, job application. Um, it was through LinkedIn. I was applying with a lot of different teams, playing with the Padres, uh, uh, the Heat, a, f- a few other, you know, just teams around the um, around the states. And um, when I was interviewing and did my like initial interview with with HR with the Warriors, uh, I was telling the, I was telling the woman like, "Hey, I'm actually not going to be done with school until March." Uh, is there any way we could, you know, push this back if I were to get the job? She's like, no, we're actually looking for people to, to join our team now. Um, uh, but you know, keep in touch. And if anything opens up later, um, uh, be happy to, to involve you in that process. Um, and so, so I did, um, and I kept in touch with her, did interviews with other teams during that time, um, uh, which I think was actually very important. And I would not have gotten the job if I hadn't practiced with, with other, other interviews and other companies. Um, and so when, you know, the time came and, 
you know, a few weeks before graduating and I reached back out to the woman, Amy, um, told her, Hey, like, I'm going to be graduating in a few weeks. Any openings? She's like, yeah, we actually do. We're um, hiring one more person to our ticket sales team. Um, so I interviewed and um, I went through the process with her and a few more rounds of interviews and um, had my final one in, in your office and landed the job. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. And um, and then a global pandemic hit. <laughs> yeah, and then a global pandemic hit. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I remember, Bryce, I, I, mm-hmm. I, never, I never said this to you, obviously. I didn't want to, to, to say this, but I, I just remember being so worried and just feeling like... <laughs> yeah, me too. No, yeah, I, I know you were too, but I mean, I was just like, oh, well, I'm like, uh, you know, n- knowing how businesses work, um uh last one last one in the door um well sorry um right and and you and you really were like the very last one in the door close the door behind you bryce and uh (laughs) and uh you know and and you know i i would love for you to just reflect a little bit on you know, obviously, we all know what what's what's taken place since then. Um, if we're right. if we're if we're basketball or for professional sports fans, but I think probably what the Warriors did for you and and for others like you speaks to why they are a championship um, franchise. And uh, right. Uh, and so if you can kind of uh, let us uh, let us in a little bit on on what you were what you were thinking, what you went through, um, what your boss was like, what the how they how they talked to you about um, things during that tough period. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and the the overarching kind of message, if you will, that I would say about the Warriors, um, you know, obviously I'm very biased. This is both my favorite team, my first company and team that I've ever worked for, but um, I do feel very, very blessed because even if it weren't a basketball organization, even if it weren't the Golden State Warriors, and it was purely just a business uh, without any of that, I think it would still be a fantastic organization to work for, which I'm very lucky to say. Um, And part of that is, to your point, how they handled everything with COVID. Uh, I think throughout the process and throughout the past you know, almost two and a half years now that I've been working there, um, they've been very communicative um, with kind of their decisions and how they are choosing to handle, uh, you know, work from home, uh, kind of flexibility, just all these things. Um, And it's very much so a people first business. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can see that day in and day out, just how they, Mm -hmm. how they have handled everything. Um, I mean, my job specifically um, was, you know, and, and is to sell tickets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, pretty much. I think, I think like t- literally two days after I got the call saying, Hey, you got the job. It was when Rudy Gobert was like touching all the microphones. And that's really yeah. what really, I think st- kind of set off the chain reaction of, of the pandemic being like, Oh, everyone's like, Oh my God, this is a big thing. We need yeah. to shut down. Uh, yeah. And then I was chatting with my manager. It's like, and I was like, hey, yeah, I'm excited to shadow you for this game. I think it was like March 20th. Um, like, can I get there a little early? Like, would love to like see the office. He's like, yeah, we'll see. Not sure what's going to be happening right. um, with that. Right. Literally uh, two days after you were hired yeah. to sell tickets, there were no more tickets. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And for the first for the first year and a half, basically, we didn't sell anything. Like we we went on sale with with season tickets in like a weird virtual setting. And basically our entire like every, everyone I talked to for for that first year and a half was like, hey, 
like this is Bryce with the Warriors. We don't have tickets now, but when we do, will you right. want them? <laughs> right. <Maybe? laughs> like, right, uh, right. So it was very interesting, but um, I think it was kind of a good thing. Uh, and my manager also was like, yeah, you know, a lot of people in, in my role, um, a lot of them started when the team was really good. You know, we've, we've, the Warriors have been, you know, dominant for the past eight years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a majority of the team started right around then before a little after mm-hmm. uh, and kind of just were, were thrown in like hey this is a championship team go sell it and right it's, it's they're used easy. to be, it being easy yeah right and it, right. you know now now it's it's easy for me which is which is awesome right <laughs> um, right but when i first started it was, it was really it was, it was weird hard, and challenging yeah. and even yeah. when we got out of the pandemic we were coming off the worst record in the nba you know we still had steph curry we still had a lot going for us of course uh but it was still had that challenge and had that yeah. Like, hey, we got to sell with a pandemic going on, right. um, and I, so I think that was another level of of growth for myself and and just our overall team and business, um, and was helpful for me to to really see the kind of the other side of it. You know, mm-hmm. now I'm seeing the um, you know kind of the light at the end of the tunnel. Hey, we're the NBA championships. Hey, we have won the top ten players. I'm an, I'll argue uh, in NBA history with Steph and. Uh, um, but it, you know, it, it took a lot to get here. Um, and I think, you know, that road is what really, uh, allowed me to kind of figure out how I wanted to, you know, how I chose to be like, or how, how I was kind of planning on, you know, making myself, um, into the, you know, uh, professional and salesperson that, that I've, uh, started to become now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's, let's go down, let's go down that path a little bit, um, Bryce, because I've talked to a couple of folks um, over the last few years who um, have, have been involved in sales and, and you'll remember me telling, um, uh, telling our, our class that, you know, when, when I'm asked, like, what's, what's the, what's the fastest pathway in <laughs> sports and, 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 Really, it's it's being a very good salesperson because inside sales, ticket sales, um, those are positions where um, they don't get me wrong. They're not easy to get. They're actually very, very difficult to get. But comparatively speaking, um, they are they are usually the entry level of positions that right. that can be um, that that you can get. But then you've got to prove yourself. And so um, I think some people are tend to get a little disillusioned with sales. Um, and I, I told you, I've told you over the years, I, I, I saw myself as a very poor salesperson. Um, but it's for, before I really understood that sales is really ultimately something that we all do on a daily basis, right? We're, yeah. we're, we're, we're ultimately all involved in sales in one way or another in a capitalistic society. And, um, and so I wonder if you can just reflect on, um, on that aspect, that that element of building relationships, I remember. I remember you telling me when I said, "Well, what do you say on these calls? Like, how do you?" And you're like, "I just talk to them." People, you know, when you say you're Golden State, people don't hang up the phone, um, you know, and they want to talk. They want to talk about the team. Right. They want to talk about what's going on. I remember you telling me that people want, wanted you to tell them, when are we coming back in person yeah. for games? And you're like, you would know, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, it's but, like but check ESPN. Yeah, yeah, right. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. You're, you were honest with them. Yeah, you know, right. 
So, so I wonder if you can talk about that, that aspect of, of, um, of, of what sales is really like in the modern era. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I really did not anticipate or know that I would be going into sales. Um, you know, even when I was applying for jobs, that was one of the main ones that came up to your point. That was kind of like the, the entry level position for, from pretty much every team that was applying to a couple of them was like an event coordinator or marketing, something like that. But sales was, you know, the, you know, I would say at least 80 to 90% of them. Um, and, and I always kind of have had like the, I feel like the common, like kind of a negative connotation uh, towards sales, um, which is very much so like this sleazy slimy, like, Hey, like yeah. I'm here to take, to take money from you. Right. Uh, uh, and I, I'm here to just profit for myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, that sometimes sales is like that, you know, yeah. it really depends on, on the industry and, and kind of the team. Um, but one thing I really do like about, uh, you know, my, my team, um, uh, and just kind of what what I've learned uh, with the Warriors is is that it's more so just about about the clients and the customer, uh, and you know companies will always preach it, but it's nice to hear on the inside like, hey, like whatever the customer needs and whatever the client needs, like the, they're actually coming first, um, and that's what you know I've been told from the beginning. That's what I've seen um, throughout. You know, with especially with COVID, you know, with with all of the um, season ticket holders and people that had tickets, it was like, okay, do you guys want a refund? Sure. You guys want to keep the money? Okay, great. We'll give you an additional ten percent towards your season tickets next year. So it was very much so like the the customer first mentality, which was great to see from from the inside out, um, in my perspective. Um, and then for sales in general, um, it, I was never taught it uh, just through through what I've learned with the Warriors in a very like sleazy way. Like, here's how you get them to spend more money. This is how right. you like <laughs> right. you know manipulate it. It was always more just like learn from them figure out what they want see how you can help them with with your product if yeah. like just ask them questions and then they'll that will lead you to an answer um that you both can find together yeah. uh, and the the biggest thing w- with sales is understanding the person's why and what they're actually looking to to get out of it um for warriors it's it's very easy um you know i yeah i deal mostly with b2c which is business to consumer b2b business to business people um and so for all the b2c clients it's you know they're big warriors fans they want to go out with their families they want to go out with their friends with their kids um and have that experience um and for me that's very easy to relate my parents had season tickets for 15 16 plus years when i was a kid my grandparents had season tickets in the 80s so it's very easy to to relate to that and be like yeah like me too that's what i love doing with my dad i you know if i could choose disneyland over warriors it was pretty close when i was a kid you know Uh, (laughs) and so to just have that you know to to be able to relate to them in some aspect and then just also share my love of, of the team makes it very, very simple for me. Um, and I think that is kind of what I found, like, how can I just make this, this simple? Um, and at the end of the day, sales can be very, very simple. If you, you know, you know, are, are listening to, to what the people are saying and have a way to relate it and, and truly enjoy what you're, what you're selling and what you're, you know, what the business does, which I, which I do, which is very, very 
fortunate for me and very lucky. Yeah, 100%. And I think, it, you know, Bryce, as, as you were talking, I, th- I think the sleaze comes in when you don't, <laughs> when you don't believe in it yourself, right? Absolutely. And, um, yeah. and, and you, uh, you obviously, I mean, third generation, uh, third generation season ticket holder now selling season tickets. I mean, that's a pretty awesome way to relate to people and, uh, and to, to take that factor out of it. I, I, that is, that is so fabulous. So let's talk about about this uh amazing year and this amazing ride you know you you came out of uh you know you came out of being hired in the middle of a glo- global pandemic and then a year of um of of uh you know the bubble and no fans and and right. some fans and and now this just magical year uh that that um that just transpired and and um obviously with um that that ended with a parade and um and i got to see you got to see you celebrating you you posted a few pictures of of you celebrating uh in the parade and then uh i love the picture of you on linkedin doing the the, <laughs> the sleeping um the the sleeping pose and uh with the trophy and night so night can you just talk about what that uh, about that ride? And you know, I I think um that's one of the things that makes professional sports so appealing. I mean, you remember me telling the story of uh Jess Dudek and and uh being a, a Boston Red Sox fan and then ending up uh uh that she worked for the Red Sox the very first year she worked for them, they they uh they won the uh World Series, you know, and and right. um and so uh it, obviously I, I it, it seems like it it would have been it's like a dream come true um uh, this past year so can you just talk talk to us about what this past year the experience has been like um it's it's been pretty surreal uh and and honestly it was, it was quite the whirlwind because you know with, with ticket sales um it, it really you know throughout the season it, it's you know pretty steady and that yeah. when it hits the playoffs it it's really ramping up yeah because um, we're, you know, always focused on what's next. Um, you know, every business is, but specifically with ticket sales, it's like always, all right, what product is ha- happening next? And what season are we selling next? And so we started selling season tickets back in the beginning of March for next year. So that's when we went on sale with them. And so throughout the playoffs, we were able to package like season tickets with playoffs. And yeah. so it was, Hey, if you buy this location for season tickets next year, we can get you that exact same location for the remainder of the playoffs this year for the season ticket member price, which, which really is a, it was a ginormous discount just because Warriors tickets are are very expensive. They are the most expensive ticket in the league. Um, And then especially for the playoffs that just added that cost and the season ticket member pricing was a lot lower. So it was a, it was a helpful helpful uh sales tool for sure and you know everyone wants to go to the playoffs and everyone wants to be there supporting the team and supporting a winning team Uh, and so it was a very fast two months um it was really weird thinking about like hey we're still in the playoffs and other teams have been you know kind of in their off season for two whole months um which 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 was pretty crazy um and it definitely all hit me uh, you know, when, when we won, I was just very honed in focused, just focused on, you know, the actual team, you know, I was watching every game, like it was life or death. Right. Uh, 
And yeah, it, it all like hit me like uh, for at game six, I was at the watch party at Chase Center with a bunch of my coworkers and a couple friends of mine. Um, and when we won, I just started crying. Steph was crying on the floor. My coworkers were crying. Like it was, yeah. it was a very, very fun, um, very emotional, very surreal experience. Um, and that's, you know, kind of how the, the next week was too. a lot of celebrations and a lot of, right. um, <laughs> you know, fun, uh, fun events. I think, I think the best part, of it all was just sharing it with um with all the people um you know from from my family bringing my family out to some games i brought my parents to the parade with me um which was which was amazing i had gone to the parade with them um we went to a couple giants parades when we won and then my whole family and i went to the 2015 warriors championship parade um and so being able to kind of like father's day was the day before the parade and so i was home for father's day i was like hey like excited for you guys to come to the parade because my parents were planning on just going to attend. Yeah. Um, then I told my dad, it's like, no, because um, he, he was like, yeah, I'll watch for you. I'll take a photo when you walk by. Uh-huh. I was like, what are you talking about? You're going to be walking in the parade with me. Oh, he was so man. excited. He started crying. I was oh, like, oh, you're making me cry right now. <laughs> I mean, that's just so awesome. Yeah. So it oh, was, wow. it was a blast. Uh, and that was, that was absolutely my favorite part. Just sharing, sharing that moment with everyone and just seeing how, how happy, uh, you know, it, it made just the, the players on the court. I'm a, yeah. like just a huge fan of of the team and just kind of what they they represent as a culture and as an organization. Um, being part of it and sharing that with my coworkers, with the friends, and even just with the fans. Mm-hmm. Um, the cool part about sales is you meet a lot of people, and you meet. Um, and yeah. I've you know been fortunate to have some really cool um, clients that have turned into friends. Uh, you know, I have kept in touch with them. I was just texting one of them earlier today, just about Kaminga right. in the summer league. He, was, he sent me a video of his dunk. Right. Uh, right. And so it's, it's a really cool experience to just share, um, you know, all, all these experiences with, with people. Um, so that, that was definitely the best part of the playoffs. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. And I love that, that, that you just, um, you just reinforce that notion of, of sales in the modern era being more about building relationships than anything else. And, and that's, um, that's just amazing. And, and hearing that story about your, about your parents and, and dad <laughs> and, uh, man, I can't imagine what that must've been like. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, you just, you know, you're a generational, um, generational fan and then to be able to work. And I just know how when you work, when you work for an organization, you're even that much more invested. And, um, and then I just think about, you know, your story with the, the pandemic and being the last in the door and they kept you on. And, um, you know, that's that, that also, I, I think probably, adds to it even even more um to to your uh you know uh wanting the organization and and the team to do well um just uh just really amazing um bryce uh, i'm so happy for you i know um i know what you went through to get there and i know how stressful it was um getting through the pandemic and um I, I just can't uh I, I can't uh be more or more happy for anyone uh and just uh really appreciate you coming on today in terms of um uh an uh, ending here how about um maybe some uh words of wisdom you know we have so many students who want to to work in sports want to work in professional sports what would be um, what would be if you if you could look back and tell your former self, your younger self, uh, 
uh, give your younger self any advice along those lines, what would it be? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, and I, I feel like, uh, it really, it, it depends on the person, but I think from, from me and just uh, actually with anyone in our industry, it's just taking advantage of the experiences you get throughout your time in college and in these industries, because I, I really do appreciate the, the Cal Poly and specifically our majors emphasis on, on these experiences and on, you know, making the most out of everything outside of the actual classroom um, and everything that um, is kind of incorporated into the classroom through these experiences. Um, and with, I think one of the most important parts of it is, you know, the experience itself, you learn a lot from, but it's also the people that you're meeting and the, and the connections and the networking that you get to do. Um, and I think that is what really has, and will continue to help propel myself and propel people, especially in, in, in our industry, um, to the next job and to the next, uh, to the next opportunity, you know, so much of, uh, what people do, you know, in, in our line of work, uh, from freelance filmmakers to wedding planners, to, you know, anyone in a hotel and all the, all these industries, you know, you'll, you'll meet a lot of people that will have, uh, you know, a job opening or some sort of experience that you can be a part of that will help lead you to your next thing. Yeah. Um, so I think just taking advantage of, of the networking um, and, you know, the people that you're meeting um, is, is the biggest thing for, for people in our industry. Love it. Such great advice. Thank you so much, Bryce. Really appreciate your time today. Um, and uh, go Dubs. Go Dubs. Thanks All for right. having me, Dr. Greenwood. Thanks. See ya.